Hello, and welcome to episode number 79 of The Third Power. This is one of your hosts, Anthony Avatolo, and with me, as always, is uh, the ever-excited Usman Jamil. I am excited, which is weird. I sound not excited, but I am. (laughs) Yeah, he's actually super excited. So am I, uh, because we have a very special episode today. Uh, We have previews for Double Masters. We want to thank Wizards up front so much for these free previews of Double Masters cards. And, oh boy, there are a couple of doozies. There are some nice ones. Yeah, it's... um... You know how you can first pick with the Double Masters, you can first pick two cards from your pack when you crack the pack. These Ooh. two, yeah, so if you crack this pack, or, you know, both of these, it's, oh man, your draft is off to a good start. And both of these cards are really solid in Cube, and, you know, I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, these are great reprints for Cube, and they should be in most people's Cubes. Now, since we can, since it is a a double Masters preview, it's a double preview, of course. So, um, so, all right, so you, I'll tell you what, you pick what your, which one you would first pick if you didn't get to pick both of them, and I'll say which one I would first pick, or is my favorite to do both of them, and let's, let's do it at the same time. You ready? Uh, yeah. All right, ready? So, so on three. Not, not after three. This is not, you know, like some kind of shenanigans. This is on three. So, ready? So, it's one, two card. You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Ready? One, two, Flicker Wizard. Fist Wizard? I mean, Flicker uh, Wizard. Yeah. God. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, our two <laughs> preview cards are Blade Splicer and Flicker Wisp. So, uh, Usman, pick your favorite. Which uh, let's let's actually let's reset them so so people know exactly what they are. Oh, like read them out loud? Yeah, since you know we have to use the theater of the imagination. You know, we don't get to actually show people like those fancy YouTube people. You know. Oh yeah, you got to listen for your your ears. <laughs> so, Blade Slicer, <laughs> in case you're unfamiliar, uh, two and a white for a one-one creature, human artificer. When Blade Splicer enters the battlefield, create a 3-3 colorless golem artifact creature token. Golems you control have first strike. Nice. Yeah, and what rarity is it? It is a rare. It has not changed rarity, so if you were hoping for a peasant cube all-star, you're not in luck on this one. Uh, I wish I had my trombone with me. (laughs) Sorry, peasant people. No blade splicer for you. All right. And uh, Flicker Wisp is one white white for a uh, elemental. It is a 3-1 flying. And when it enters the battlefield, I still have trouble saying enter the battlefield instead of comes into play. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, um, exile a uh, target target permanent, and it comes back into play at the end of are at that next player's end step. I guess I should actually read the card and say what it does instead of using my theater of the imagination. I was about to say, it's a great card. It is literally right there. Well, the problem is, is like, so I have my copy in front of me, but it's, you know, it's the eventide copy. 
Oh, okay. So, so it's worded a little bit differently. So, when Flicker Wisp enters the battlefield, exile another target permanent. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. There yeah. you go. So, essentially, Flicker. Wow. Right. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, you're so bad. I just realized this. There's no way you just realized that that's why it's called Flicker Wisp. I did. <laughs> so you have to be joking. Oh no. my god. No. <laughs> this, this is real, by the way. This is real. I, 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 I'm like, of course it's <laughs> Oh my god. Who is this? How long have you been playing Magic? Good lord. Too long. Too long. Oh my god. So yeah, yes, Flicker Wisp flickers your card. <laughs> Funny how those crafty people at Wizards design those cards. Oh, man. I, I could not make this up. I, I seriously <laughs> just realized it. It's like, oh, it flickers. Oh, right. God. Flicker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but, and, and these are kind of neat, too, that they're paired together. Not only can you, you know, first pick them together in the retail pack draft format, um, but they're both three drops in white too. So they both kind of like fit into the same, you know, they're, they're both kind of in the same family, you know, they're homies basically. So yeah, they're, uh, they're BFFs. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, all right. So why are these cards so good? Why are we, why are we gushing about them? Like we, we know they're good, but like, let's talk a little bit about why these are cards you should be playing in your cube. All right. So they both kind of, fit the role of being solid attacking piles of stats, but they tend to manifest in slightly different ways. All right. Would you say, would you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah, I I would say that's for, for sure accurate because, you know, uh, one is producing multiple bodies, um, with abusability as the target, as opposed to, uh, one being an evasive, Good power to mana ratio attacker, which also which provides value in a different way for sure. Did you know that Blade Splicer gives Ginger Brute first strike? Oh, interesting! For yeah. all the time you let people block Ginger Brute. Hey, hey man, I want to spend my mana. <laughs> I don't want to pay it. I mean, I guess you're entitled to just run it into other people's things. You know, I, I mean, that's an option. That's a, for sure. That is a choice you can make. All right. Now, real quick, before we go on, I, I, I want to I want to say this and I want to make sure that you're aware of this. OK, do you know that these two you can flicker wisp your blade splicer? Yeah. Yeah, okay. sure I, I, wanted to, I wanted to let you know because I—I mean, you missed something earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I, I make sure you were okay with knowing that. Not only uh, are these cards both good, but they taste great together too. Yeah, two great tastes complete each other. Like ooh, Phyrexian spelling the complete whatever. Complete. <laughs> complete. I can't, that's how I pronounce it. Like it's. But it's, in your mind, like that's your inner voice says complete. Yeah, just like complete. And it's kind of I don't know. It kind of has that Frixian vibe to it too. Like in that way. And I but I also look at it and I think of that I don't even remember what song it is, the you make me complete. It sounds like completely miserable. Oh, 
Oh, well, your, opponent, your opponent could be miserable. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. they're, they're in the danger zone. If you play them both together, you have three three power creatures. <laughs> yeah, a three, a three, and a one. Yeah, yeah, you got and, and a three, right? But then you blink it. You blink your one and get another three. By the way, uh, uh, pro tip: don't blink your golem. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Just run it, it out there. I, I look, look, I don't misclick IRL. You you could blink their golem. True. This is true. That's that's ooh. a that's always ooh, a nice that, thing to do. Yeah, ooh, battles battles there. Uh, if you have to draft the other uh, a different card in the pack, if you have to plus the blade splicer, you can get their golem with it. Like I mean, what there now? Could, there could and you be like. So there, there could be like other golems in this set too. Are there token generators and double masters? I have no idea because we're recording this before previews release. Yeah, in I, earnest. Oh yeah, there's. I, I bet. Well, we'll get into that. There's going to be a lot of good targets with Flicker Wisp. I am sure. Oh yeah, yeah. If it's anything like Cube, it's definitely going to have a lot of things to do. Yeah, for sure. And I find that these master sets, the they they're certainly the closest. You know, this and, like, the Mystery Boosters and stuff are all, like, feel more and more like Cube when you draft them, especially the Master Sets. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot more cohesiveness uh, in the archetypes and stuff like that because it's very intentional, you know, that, hey, there's these are the archetypes and these are all... And we already know how all these cards play because they're reprints, right? So you have all this in place already. Why don't you mm-hmm. talk some more about, like, uh, you know, you talked about the, these creatures both providing different types of value uh, well, why don't you give us some more like theory, uh, theorization, theorization? I have to make up a word. Uh, no, I think this, I'm pretty sure that's a word. It's got to be. <laughs> I think about uh, how these cards go together and like what a lot of uh, you know what pro- you know uh, some prevailing cube theory is. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, it's a concept I've talked about every once in a while, probably in the podcast. I know I have an articles about. Um, Around the time of New Phyrexia, um, and it was it wasn't even the topic specifically of an article that Patrick Chapin did, but he kind of talked about it within something of a New Phyrexia article. I could probably link it in the show notes. I won't. <laughs> I'll probably forget. But I'm, I'm like, say, just so you know, folks, I'm going to say that right now, and you're all going to like bring up the page, and you're going to be like, "Where's this link?" I just want to let you know right now. You can you can be pretty disappointed. It's okay. Yep, you got this a trick. That's that's what you call it. <laughs> It's called a trick. Trixie. But it's, uh, like, essentially, he defined creatures as being, essentially, when you break it down, where they're called Baneslayers and Muldrifters. And it may have been in the context of Birthing Pod, because Birthing Pod tends to work really well with Baneslayers. But essentially, to reduce it down, a Baneslayer is a creature where its entire worth, or at least a very, very, very large portion of it is within the card itself. And then Muldrifters have it outside of it. Like, you know, when it comes into play, do this. So your mana input, what you're paying for if you're spending five mana is just for the creature for Baneslayer. And then Muldrifter, you're spending, I guess, like three mana for the Windrake and then three mana for the Divination. Not necess- well, you, well, you're paying three and two, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're paying three and two, but I guess it's worth if they're, if they're at the same time. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's like that's where the breakdown is, and mm-hmm. therefore Bane Slayers are much more contextual based on the removal in your format. Where right. if most of your removal, like in limited retail limited, costs like four mana and is sorcery speed, a card like that's gonna fare much better than in a format where most of your mana removal is like one and two mana. Again, this is just kind of very much distilling how this concept is. Just generic, like, hey, here's here's how this works and, and things like that too. And of course, you know, <clears throat> if you want your uh you know, if you want your quote Bane Slayers to to have more gameplay tension and be more important, like you said, contextually, you can shape the format around that. You know, maybe maybe you're not running every single, you know, uh two every- mana removal spell instant or whatever too, right? If you want, you know, the creatures to matter. And that's the great part about Cube is you get to mold this format exactly how you want it. So the cards you want to have matter matter. Yeah. You you could eliminate some of that removal from your cube, right? Exactly. It's just like, well, everything just always dies. Like, okay, well, if you like things to live, here's an option. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, a little little less of that. So you know, so basically, you're getting you know immediate value, something like a Muldrifter, like I'm drawing these cards now, as opposed to like passive value, which is it. You know, it's here. And the power lies in what now needs to be done to get past it or do something to it. Yeah, it's kind of like if you do, do like a line chart, for example, like one would be kind of more of a straight line, kind of, and one would be kind of a line that increases over time. Gotcha. Or something like it, like the an example of that would be kind of something like Bremaz, King of Arescos. Sure. We could read that card out loud if that's I should probably look it up. <laughs> right, right. So like again, we we want to <laughs> exactly get the uh correct wording exactly right. So as printed, uh so Brimaz, the King of Arescos, it's actually not the king. Uh one white white for a legendary cat soldier. Uh and he is a three he? Yes, he is a three four vigilance. Whenever Brimaz attacks, put a one white one one white cat soldier creature token with vigilance onto the battlefield attacking. And whenever Brimaz blocks a creature, put a one one white cat soldier creature token with vigilance onto the battlefield blocking that creature. So if he's interacting in combat in any way, you get a a helper one one vigilance. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, yeah, it kind of just snowballs over time, kind of thing. And like. The nice thing about both of these creatures, um, Flicker Wisp and Blade, Flicker Wisp and Blade Splicer, is that, yeah, it's where Blade Splicer has a very easy to grok, you know, kind of it's like a mold drifter that does something that is a guaranteed fixed value. Like uh-huh. you, you create this one one, or you play this one one, and it creates a three three, and then some flavor text about first strike or whatever. Like that doesn't really matter. But most of your value is with that 3-3. Three, three. So it still is somewhat lopsided against spot removal. But the, And it's also a 3 mana, so it's not like you get totally blown out if you get it killed. But 
it's still interesting in terms of how it lines up versus removal. Blade Splicer is a lot more flexible. I don't know. Maybe not flexible, but a lot more variant, I think is the right word. Where, you know, it's like that, you know, picture, you know, it could be anything. It could be a boat or whatever. <laughs> could even be a jungle weaver. Yeah, it could be a jungle weaver. That's why I got cycle. Yeah, cycle mm-hmm. that card. Yeah, spend two mana. It could be a one man. It could be a boon of the get- wish giver. Is that the one from Ikoria? The tidings. That sounds right. Yeah, I think that is. Or Frostvale ambush, or a sudden sudden four four. All, all these cards are known as oh, it, he gets a, a one more damage to me, huh? That's every time you say these names, I'm like oh okay fine yeah I'll take one okay yeah I'll take one. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I'll take one. Oh, flourishing fox gets bigger. Oh, okay, sure, it's bigger. Yep. How many? Cards? Okay, it's bigger. Yeah. How many? How many are in the yard now? Oh, so you're untapping and like lightning helixing me for twelve. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Perfect. This is exactly what I was. Exactly where I want to be. I yeah. just don't even pay attention. To no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting for those times when I see those cards cast. It's all just always like cycling one. I'm like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and Flickerwisp, on the other hand, uh, you know, much more, you know, relies on what's on the field. While a lot of its value, it has a pretty good value as just a 3-1 flyer for three. Like, that is not sneeze at statistics. Back in my day, we paid that much for Rishadon Airship. Oh, man. Yeah. That was... And that could only block, could that only block creatures with flying too? Yeah, that had high flying. Yeah. Yes. High <laughs> flying. That's right. I forgot about high flying. So, you know, you had this 3-1. So there's a lot of value there too. But you want to, what you get to target with it is a wide array of value. I mean, like, at the very least, when I say very least, you're like untapping one of your lands. Yeah. <laughs> that is the minimum, but it still allows you to then have like a path to exile that you can use on your opponent's turn or swords to plowshares or something like that, right? That is the absolute floor of that. Yeah. I th- and also a nice thing about that that kind of play too is because it's it's like a bluff you can do if you don't have that because it's not like you're getting punished for it. It's just like I'll blink my own land because I have nothing better to do and they have to respect Mm-hmm. That swords or path, and they're and you're doing it, but you're doing it not at a cost to yourself. Like you're not going out oh, yeah. to it. It's just like, all right, well, you got to respect that now. I don't know if that's fancy play syndrome. I don't care. I'll, well, I'll, if you do it confidently too, right? You're like, yeah, Flickerwisp splint this land, like pass. You know, here it is. Go. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, well, obviously they had this thing in mind because you know maybe you didn't need to untap your Savannah Lion variant. So why would I untap this? Do you know what I mean? Like it, it certainly represents you having something to do with the meta. I mean, maybe it's just so you can cycle, yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever it might be, right? But that, you know, if that's the floor, like there's yeah. a lot of good <laughs> ceilings with this too, right? Yeah, like Blink has become a lot more popular in cubes, and I'm kind of like okay on it, like. But even still, it just naturally synergizes with a lot of good cube cards, which I think is why you know both of these are just very good cube cards. Is there they mm-hmm. they flex into a lot of decks like 
I don't. I wouldn't play a Flicker Wisp in a non-aggro deck, but like Blade Splicer, I would definitely play in a mid-range deck. Oh yeah, I it's mean like, two blockers, with, right? Yeah, he's like, deal with these, huh? You gonna <laughs> right? When you said flex into it, I want you to know I had this uh, thing in my head. You know, if you take a second look at Flicker Wisps, you know, many arms type things, I had a picture of it like you know, like flexing, like go get some, like. Oh squeezing its arms together like the gun show, you know? Yeah. It's got a lot of legs for the gun show. It's, uh, it's, it's brought, brought some artillery. <laughs> so, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's ready to, it's ready to, to, you know, give, give the business, man. Yeah, I have an old school, uh, I have a, was it Eventide? It was from Shadow yes. or Block. Eventide. Okay, right. yeah. Like, I have a foil from that set of Same. Flicker Wisp, and it looks gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna while you're saying that I'm gonna look at mine right now. You ready? Live live look in a little bit of uh, what do they call it uh, when you listen to sound effects? Listening. What's this? ASMR. Yeah, a little bit of ASMR. Ready? I'm looking at Flickerwisp right now. Oh, okay. I, I honestly haven't touched my cube since I don't know months. Look at that. Just haven't been able to. It's beautiful. By the way, in case you're wondering, its wings disturb more than air. They are pretty, I guess because they look like eyes. Yeah, oh yeah, they are kind of disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's what really they had in mind, but... Uh... <laughs> I mean, maybe? I mean, they kind of have that owl kind of look to them. Or that kind of, like, with Shadowmore, that kind of like the kind of creepy kind of watching vibe that the Kithkin had. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because they always had, like, the big eyes, like, always watching. Yeah. Ooh, always watching. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> I, we can also, I don't know if we have time to talk about Anthems and Cube, but in, in aggro decks, but it's just, like, generally in terms of white threes in aggro decks, personally, they're kind of at like, the end of the curve, where it's just like, all right, party's over, time... They're the they're the bouncer, <laughs> right? The the well, they're like the ugly lights that come on, right? Like, hey, the night's over. Good night oh, for you. Okay. You don't you don't have to you know you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. But oh, it's okay. to your opponent about staying in the game. Like, yeah. yeah, like you don't have to go home, but you're not staying in this game because all my guys are bigger and you're dead. I was thinking like the cane, like at the Apollo or whatever. They had oh, the like the big hook, like the big crook or whatever that comes out. Yeah. These kids so are probably these kids listening to this podcast are gonna be like, "What? What are these guys talking about, man?" God, they're so old. Next thing you know, they're gonna be talking about double your pleasure, double your fun with double mint gum. They're so old. Oh yeah, yeah. Oops. <laughs> wah, wah. Percent wise, how many people do you think would got that reference? I I think it's enough in there in the zeitgeist. Um, that people have probably heard it before, if not seen it, but I'm still putting it at under 50%. Oh, yeah. My, I was putting it like... I would put it at 20, 20 to 25. Yeah. 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 Kind of hard to, to tell. So earlier you mentioned about Flicker Wisp, um, you know, definitely slotting really well into, you know, the aggressive deck. Blade Splicer being able to flex in that too. We mentioned Brime as earlier. Since we're talking about aggro three drops, like what are some of the other cards that you know you you could be aiming for to help your aggressive decks with threes? Uh, mainly just kind of that they act like that kind of bouncer role where they they're 
decent if you draw them. You know, they're not bad if you draw them early. Or mm-hmm. you don't feel terrible. It's not like, great, I got this. This is a bad top deck. Um, they generally tend to boost your threats or end the game, I would say. Is that okay. what you Yeah, I, I think in represent, uh, you know, three mana is kind of that part of the curve, too, where, you know, it's not just a power toughness thing. Like, your ones and two drops can just be absurd power toughness things, and you're happy with that. Three is the beginning of where you want to try to, if you are able to, to try to angle towards having some additional value stapled to it in in some way or another uh, as you start distancing yourself from the, uh, you know, the two-mana removal spells. Like, hey, I want to get something extra on here. And I think that's mainly a function of just magic being around for so long, and we have so many choices now at three-mana in white, right? Oh, yeah, so, there's so many. It's ridiculous. So, uh, you know, for example, uh, I've come to really, really like Ranger Captain of Eos. Oh, that card's great. That card is like, so good. And, you know, and that's one of those ones, too, where it's, you know, it is certainly a, you know, non-embarrassing body, right? Because you're paying three mana for a 3-3. Three, three. You have a human interaction. And you're you're getting something not only from when it comes into play right away, you get to go search for, you know, a one-drop or less, put it to, into your hands. You can go get your... Uh, you know, stone coil serpent or whatever it is and put it to your hand or the aforementioned ginger root. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it also still has some value afterwards too, because you can, you know, stop them from casting wrath of God variants on their turn. Like if you're like, Oh, they're dead next turn unless they have a sweeper. You can like use it to brick them in that way. Also like that's, that's one I've been super happy with. What about you? Like what, what are, What's another one that you uh, you want to bring up? Uh, I mean, that was that was that's a really good one. I had that happen recently where I was just like I used it to go for the alpha strike, you know, to, like sacrifice it to prevent a mass removal because mm-hmm. I was going to get decked the turn Ooh. after that one. However, I was kind of half paying attention and didn't count my my clock, <laughs> my damage clock, and I came up short and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if I kept Ranger alive, I could have won if the opponent didn't have an answer. But no. I decided to just not do it because I wasn't paying attention and then just lost. I'm like, cool. Yeah, you're like math is for blockers. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like half paying attention, like half petting the cat or whatever. It's it's whatever. He's, <laughs> he's a good boy. He deserves the pets. But yeah, just like that, like stuff like equipment is so good. You know. Good old heirloom blade, which Oh no. He said he had to say it. He went for it already. Yeah. The heirloom blade reference. Who got it on their bingo card? That that's gotta be a circle. That's gotta be a center. Right, it's the free spot, right? Yeah, that's gotta be free spot, yeah. <laughs> heirloom blade, grafted war gear, all that kind of stuff, spectral procession, good old three dudes. Three dudes. Seriously. Yeah. Man, three I dudes. Yeah, like we were talking about before recording, I remember telling Telling tell some of these youngins about that reference, and they were like, "What?" I'm like, it's like "Did you say seriously?" Did no, seriously. <laughs> I didn't. I I didn't respond with seriously. Uh, I, uh, I know. I know. Uh, sad trombone again. Third time this episode. I thought it was only two. No, we got one. <laughs> we yeah, we we've, we've already sad trombone. That's that's the third sad trombone in the episode, I believe. 
Oh, the first okay. one was obvious. Second one was a small one. I don't remember what it is now, because you know I'm like a, I'm like a goalie in the NHL, man. I I, I forget I, how many goals did you give up? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, we just got to block. I look forward. Can't look back. Nice. Can't look like also, like uh, another three that I really like too, uh, which is another one that like I looked at initially when it was printed, and I'm like, oh, okay, this card's good. And then I played it, and I'm like, oh no, this card's like really good. Which is uh, Talia Heretic Cathar. Yeah, she does a lot. It does way more than it looks like. It's good in combat. Again, it's got that good ratio. It's got, quote unquote, uh, you know, uh, evasion, right? Because of the first strike. It slows their development down a whole ton. And it's a double card. There's two Talias in the cube. Double. Double. Double Talias. What's up? Try to keep it on theme here, man. I mean, it works. I, I would join you, but I'm also lazy and awkward. So you can... <laughs> that's a heck of a combination. Yeah, that, that's my double. <laughs> you get that you <laughs> hand over your like resume, and it's like qualifications. It's like lazy and awkward. <laughs> like, okay, sir, I think we can use you on our team. <laughs> nice, we got there. <laughs> So, so you know, these are all cards. All these cards we're talking about go slot in right alongside of these cards, too, because even some of these cards interact with each other. Flicker West plus Ranger Captain. <laughs> okay, great. All right, yeah, you know? sure. Like, there, there's a lot of really good stuff going on. I mean, shoot, even if you flicker your Brimaz, so he's back on blocks, too. But he, he has Vigilance. Shh. But what if they used a way to uh, to tap it? Yeah, that makes sense. Like <laughs> they, they they like flicker. I manipulated uh, him. Ooh ooh, ooh ooh no 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 ooh, ooh. the the Eldrazi three drop that's white because it comes back into play tapped. Oh right right. Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of the name of this card. I was gonna say displacer. Yes, oh. Eldrazi displacer. So they just call it, like, Eldrazi Displacer? I, f- I figured maybe it'd be, like, Displacer Master or something. I don't know. No, no. It's Eldrazi know. Displacer. Return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. Yeah. Or maybe you're having, like, a white three-drop fight. Yeah. So so there's a, a lot of good options in the aggro. Now, you, you mentioned the Blink Archetype earlier, too. Um, what are... So, you know, we already mentioned Ranger Captain. So... The really neat thing about, like, the Blink archetype is just that you talked about value, you know, like the immediate value and things like that. All these come into play, like I said, come into play, enters the battlefield effects. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff with Flicker Wisp 2. Wall of Omens on 2. Flicker Wisp it on 3. I have double card draw. Double! Double the draw. See that? Yeah. Stoneforge Mystic on two, one equipment. What's better than one equipment? I think that was like on the first, on the podcast when we were talking about it. You said, what's better than one GTA? Or two. Yeah, two. Of course. Double the Umas. Double the Umas. That's some, yeah, that's some goodness. And, yeah. you know, and these are, and so, you know, it's not just for, obviously, Wall of Omens, I'm not playing on my way aggressive. Right. Like this is a card that sees play, you know, which is another reason why these cards both fit in really well to like different archetypes. You talk about flexing into to them. 
Uh, and the Blink architect just like can take advantage of all this stuff. You know, like not only, you know, targets like, uh, you know, Wall of Omens, Stoneforge Mystic, you know, Palace Jailer. Yeah, you're, go- you're staying in jail. Another one. Right. Uh, right, you're staying in jail and I'm still the monarch. I'm still the king. But, you know, you mentioned that you brought up a good point uh, pre-podcast is that resetting your Oblivion rings oh, yeah, and, and to retarget them with the bigger threat. Dude, that's my favorite thing to do with Shepherd of the Flock. It's like, oh, okay, turn late. It's it's a turn late. I don't know, turn seven or something. I'll bink my O ring that got rid of some one drop, and then right. that's bigger and relevant. It's it's an underrated facet of those of like cards like a Oblivion Ring and whatever. But it's it's good. Like it's it's another nice thing to do, and it gives you some more kind of play when you're playing the aggressive decks as well. Mm-hmm. To be able to kind of shape your game plan, you know, aggressive decks tend to be seen as very like laser focused and single minded, which they can, but it's one of those things when like you meet resistance and then it's like, okay, here's how do I get this to work? You know, just like how do I make these pieces fit? Right. I have this O ring in play and the Slicker Wisp that I'm casting on turn four. And it's just lots of good stuff. Not just, like, doing things that are cool, which, you know... is all the cool things. Yeah, I was about to say, cool things are definitely cool, but it's just, like, that they are synergistic, but also good. Which sounds weird, but... Well, right, exactly. There's there's just like percentage points of goodness to be gained in multiple aspects of what's going on, right? So like, you know, and the the most extreme examples are something like, you know, I'm going to O-ring your, uh, you know, uh, Stone Coil Serpent, and then later on, I'm going to, or blink your Stone Coil Serpent. Uh, and later on, I'm going to then move it to something else or do something else, right? So it's like you find the, these extra percentage points you get out of it of like, hey, I'm doing this now, but then I get to do this later. Uh, you know, even if it's just something as as simple as like, oh, by the way, now I have another attacker or now I have another blocker that you weren't originally intending on, you know, for me to have. Like, okay, if they just have one creature, I can, you know, uh, kill it and attack through. But then you're like, okay, well, here's Blade Splicer. I now have two creatures. Or here's Flicker Wisp. Blink this creature. So now this is untapped, too, and I have another blocker. Or, you know, when we talk about the Blink archetype, things like Restoration Angel, where you are now have another blocker. You know what I mean? Like all these extra percentage points you, you pick up. Or all the come-into-play effects, things like, you know, on the lower end, Charming Prince. Yeah. Or something like that. Or if you have, God forbid, you have something like a Soul Herder in play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which that card is, whoo. Yeah, you can blink a lot of... I'm, I'm fanning myself right now. I don't know if you can see this, but this is the Vapors. Yeah, I was going to say the Vapors. Soul Herder. Whew. And Ephemery. Ephemeries, yeah. That's a solid... More, more Modern Horizon cards. You know, yeah. I mean, watch her for tomorrow. Let's stay on theme. Whew. Yeah. So, you know, there is, oh, Urza. Oh, yeah, that was not right. Right, right. Which you can, which you can hit if your artificer dies with heirloom blade. You can oh, hit. right. 
you can hit it with it as well on the artificer Artificer. part, even though, you know, it's also a human. It's like, no, I choose artificer. Yeah, it's just like, you know, we're going for the, we're going for style. Like, you know, it. Yeah, let's be honest. Like, we all want to win cube games. We all want to, you know, that's all fun and good and all. But, you know, there's there's an un you know there's life totals that you keep on the pad, and then there's like the score that you keep that's not written down, right? There's some style points to be had sometimes. Let's be honest. Or just like playing with your food. Oh like, yeah, my favorite flavor text of all time is the OG Shivan Dragon flavor text. Are you familiar with that flavor text? So uh, I do not know it off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, you don't have to. It's all right. But do you know, like, the basic kind of yeah. trope of it? Of like, sure. Uh, I'm going to find it and read it. While I have it right in front of me. Okay, you read it because I'm lazy. Okay. While it's true that most dragons are cruel, the Shivan dragon seems to take particular glee in the misery of others, often tormenting its victims, much like a cat plays with a mouse before delivering the final blow. Yeah, yeah, like that's and like the art too, the OG Melissa Benson art. Yeah, like, it looks like it's about to play with you for sure. Yeah, you're you're dead. Like you're just dead. It's just it's a very iconic image of old school magic that just resonates with me so much. Oh yeah, I would totally trade that for a mox. Whatever. I have yeah. plenty of islands. I don't need a sapphire. Give me the dragon. Yeah, give me that Shivan dragon. Attack for five. Attack for five. Do that Chandelar speed run. Attack for like eleven. You mean? The second time, like the first time. Whoa, whoa! I don't want to pay mana. I ain't paying mana for Ginger Brute. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. I forgot. I, I also assumed you were playing mono red. My apologies. Oh yeah, I'll pay. I'll play uh, Ember Cleave on it <laughs> for the reduced cost minus one mana. Yes. Why? <laughs> see, see, then you can use the mana to pump it when you change your mind. It's like, all right. So it's really funny to compare, like, Shiv and Dragon with Embercleave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the costs. You're oh, like, yeah. huh. <laughs> Every time I see, like, some new creature, I inevitably compare it to the, like, old guard because I'm old. Like, Same. every every four mana, four power creature, I inevitably compare it to Urnimjin. Oh, see, I think of four mana, four creatures, and I think of uh, Ravenous Baloth. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that that one's much better. <laughs> I just think of fours, right? So I think of, like, square pegs, right? So it's yeah. a four, 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 four that you gain four, if you get yeah, rid of it. sacrifice a beast or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Obstant Baloth, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. Like, I had a conversation with some friends asking if Urnimjin got downshifted to common if you would put it in your popper cube. And I think the answer is no. On if it was just on pure power level, and that just blew my mind. I was like, "That's insane." It is. I was like, "That was like the best green creature aside from like elves and birds or whatever." Dude, Ernum Geddon, Ernum and Burnum, Ernum and Burnum, Ernum Geddon. I'm trying to think of some others, but I know like those were the those were the good old mid range beatdown decks, and that was the flagship creature. And like compare that to like Umori. Right. That was my first thought. It's like I saw Umori. I'm like, oh, so you just... <laughs> it's like so you just get an Urnum Jin 
with mana reduction and can be a, a Pokemon. And they don't get Forest Walk. Yeah, yeah, and they don't get Forest no Walk. No drawback. Yeah, just nothing. Just I see a 5-mana 6-6. Six, six, I immediately think Org. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, wow, Org. <laughs> Poor Org. Oh, God. Then they tried to like make a feud. There was like Butcher Org, right? There was a we we are so far away from Blitz oh, and Flicker <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> org and man, Org can't even block Flicker but can you know it's just flying. You know what Org has? Trample. Double G. <gasps> Double. Oh. oh. Yeah, if you cast that, it's probably GG for you, for you. For you, because you're playing the mighty unwashed org, though, man. That that card was that was something. It was one of my favorite old cards from Fallen Empires, and like I recently, out of the blue, yesterday, I was looking at the time shifted, like Uh and just looking at those cards, and it just, oh man, it's so iconic, which is. Maybe a cheesy word, but it fits, so I don't care. Uh, I just want to point out that you just used the words, quote, favorite cards from Fallen Empire, end quote. And that's not a whole lot. That's not, I'm going to, you don't hear this very often, folks. This oh, is no. What you pay, this is what you pay the big money to hear. Yeah, yeah. You I don't hear those words ever. That just doesn't happen anymore. I mean, it's probably like him to Torok or Akishan Javelineers for just like sheer power. Well, him to Torak is just like by far. Autumn Willow. Oh yeah, Aut- that's another six mana mm-hmm. benchmark that like I always compare like six mana to. It's like what's that Colossus Dreadmaw, whatever. Colossal in- Dreadmaw. Yeah. Yeah, like how how crazy does that card make old cards look? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It is just crying in its sleep. Please let there be double Colossal Dreadmaw in packs. Oh god, I want it so bad. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I would. That would be worth the price of admission to be able to open it and see double colossal dread. I would laugh so much in double masters if that was on there. That would be awesome. I hope that's a thing. Is double seed rhino still a joke? Like, is that still a meme where it's like the worst part of seed rhino is the second one when your opponent plays the second one? Oh, I. I, I don't know. I always consider Cryptic Command to be that one. Because Cryptic oh. Command always becomes staple to the second one. Because right. no one ever just plays one Cryptic Command. No. Same thing. It's like, it's like Pringles. Like, you don't just eat one, right? Yeah. I guess you could say that for, like, Sinx's Rev or uh, Hydroid Crasis. Man, but I really feel it with Cryptic Command. Especially now yeah. that you have uh, Mystic Sanctuary. It's not oh, just yeah. one. No. It's never just one. I'm trying to think if I've ever eaten just one Pringle can. Like, not, not one Pringle can. <laughs> <laughs> There's that's only a, one that's can. That's probably a better description. I, don't, I can't remember the time. I don't know if I've only ever eaten one can of Pringles at a time. Oh, goldfish. Goldfish are another one. Can you ever just eat one goldfish? Not a real goldfish, you know, like pepper shark goldfish. Uh, it's kind of a tough one. I don't know. Like, I probably, I'm just like okay on those. The, the texture always just kind of seemed weird. Same thing with M&M's. Like, the texture on M&M's, the shell is just no, no. Hey, you know what M&M's have? Two... things. Two M's! Double M's! Double. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> two things. I'm like M. Got you. I was Got thinking. You. Of, I was thinking of the candy. I was too focused. Got you. Candy. Got you. I was. I'm looking at Call of the Herd from the Time Spiral Street. You get Ooh. two elephants. Double elephants. Yeah, you get double elephants. Man, not just one. And it's not just. It's it's not triple on where else, but yeah. How would you oh, say Call? Of, how would you say Call of the Herd compares to Blade Splicer in the abstract? So the nice thing about Blade Splicer is that you get everything right away. It mm-hmm. doesn't occupy multiples of your turn. Yeah. Like the the reason why Call of the Herd was insane is because, you know, like I remember playing back in the day, like when it was first printed, is that like you just got double threats out of one card and they sequenced really well because it was a very common thing just to, you know, be able to on back to back turns like here's an elephant. Here's another elephant. Yeah. It's so like, okay, here's another one, DJ Khaled, whatever. Right. Another one. Mm hmm. So, yeah, exactly. So, so I, I mean, I personally like Blade Splicer better. Me and, too. you know, earlier you mentioned about, like, the uh, first strike. There are plenty of times where that is pretty relevant. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, it's, for- it was one of those things that I didn't think of, you know, like, when you first play it, you're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then you try to, like, figure out your attacks, and you're like, oh, wait, that thing has first strike? Man! Yeah. Or it, it, uh, it made me think recently of a game where my opponent activated ginger brute to give you know the unblockable mode and i had a haste blocker nice he's like, he's like i'll attack with all this stuff and i was de- i was pretty much dead anyway the next turn so i was like all right i'll block this he's like what i'm like dude read the card. he's like he said unblockable i'm like dude read the card and he's like, oh man and i'm like right <laughs> I'm like, dude, just take it back. Who cares? It's whatever. You're like, you forgot to read the rest of those words on questing, beast punk. It does Man. everything. Yeah, it's. By the way, I like questing beast more than call of the herd. Can I, am I allowed to say that? I mean, that's 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 fine. <laughs> I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna that card has so many words on it. It's so great. How many? <laughs> how many words are on a questing beast that has a gem razor? Oh my god! <laughs> like, is that just like a doctoral thesis right there? Oh my god! What if we animated an ice cauldron and then we put generator on it? Yeah, that's that's an option. We mutated a gem razor onto it. Yeah, that, that's ooh, something that can be done. Ooh, ooh. right. We are right because we can do it with a uh, uh, bludgeon brawl, right? And right. then we can equip our Jace the Mind Sculptor <laughs> to our Ice Cauldron that is mutated with Gem Razor, equipped with Jace the Mind Sculptor. How many words now, punk? That's... <laughs> I mean, if you're going to gild the Lily, you might as well just, instead of Jace the Mind Sculptor, you might as well put, like, the flip side of the flip Nissa. Oh God, that's because I think that's the most words on a planeswalker, right? I, I don't know. I was thinking about just like number of abilities, I guess. But you're I, right; that's a lot of words. I think it might be, but I'm not entirely sure. That's a good question. Yeah. So what happens if it flips? What if we put Urza head headmaster? On <laughs> <laughs> then the all words right. change all the time. <laughs> 
Sir Wordsmith, like, is variant? Like, yeah, like, uh, wordiness. Oh, yeah, but that's only names, right? Not the actual text box. That, that sounds right. I honestly have no idea, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, hello? <laughs> that was, that was your first mistake. Take on my word for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, this is what you get on the third power. You get stuff like this. One thing I did <laughs> want to mention, though, before I Please. forget. Yes, was, let's get let's let's circle back around let's to talk about the actual. Our, 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 once again, thank you to Wizards for uh, the the free previews here. This is a, a lot of fun. Please go yeah. ahead, continue. Oh yeah. So like, in terms of the whole like passive removal or immediate value or you know like the ROI, aka mm-hmm. return on investment. Yes. Uh, versus spot removal, it's something interesting I'd kind of thought about recently. Was just like, you know, how much of its value is in the creature, like hypothetically, if it was like one white white for a two two that makes a one one, versus a one white white for a three two that makes a goat kind of like whoa strider or whatever, versus whoa. like yeah the, <laughs> the blossom whatever. How many now percentage? How many people got that reference? Um, probably slightly higher than Devilment Gum. You think I would, so? Maybe. It's interesting. It was it was later, but I think it was more wasn't as much of a cultural phenomenon amongst people of different ages. I think. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. Yeah, but Dolmet's probably higher. Yeah, now that I think about it, Blossom's right, probably twenty percent. Or in that case of the, uh, you know, so you get a one white white for a two two plus one one. Okay, sorry. All right, go back. Yeah. Yes, it's all right. So. Yeah, a gray ogre plus a soldier versus uh, a one white white three two that makes a goat versus a one. Yeah, and then a one white white one one that creates two soldiers when it enters the play- battlefield. All of these are definitely worse than Blade Splicer for sure if they were to exist. But like, I'm not sure which of those hypothetically would be better. I guess it depends on the deck too. But it's also like it's a very contextual answer. You know, Again, it, right, because it depends on what other cards you have in your deck, right? So if there's more value to be generated, for example, if you are the Blink deck, you probably want the 1-1 one, one that makes extra 1-1s, one, that makes multiples, because mm-hmm. you can. there's more value to be had in the context of your deck. Because yeah. you can every time you Blink it, you're generating more value from the Blink, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to uh, the... Uh, Three two with the goat. There's much more value in the you know in the OG body than there is in the Enter's uh, Battlefield. Right. Yeah, and I think so. that's too where it's like I guess the middle one is technically a mull drifter, like, but it's not much. Like it's it's not necessarily black and white. I guess is what I'm going after. It's more kind of a gradient where these are all technically mull drifters. But the scale is not 100%. You know, it's just more, it's a kind of a gradient, like I said, if that sure. makes sense. Which I think is something interesting, but it's hard to really grok in terms of card evaluation because it's it's one of those things where it's hard to parse, you know, just like hypothetical board states kind of thing, where it's just sure. like, I think Eldraine had so much of that kind of thing, where it's just like, it's very hard to quantify things. And even then, it's like, you know, Magic's been around for, you know, like, since 1994. Really, really a long time. Yeah, and it's just like, there's not really... 92, 93. Yeah. yeah. 
I think we have like some context on what certain cards are worth in terms of their mana, even though that kind of changes over time. But in oh, cube, that absolutely changes over time. Yeah, and even in cube, it tends it changes, but it tends to change a lot more slowly. I I say that before 2019 and 2020. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. If this were 2018. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. like the uh, the years before then, but it's just like. Change is still happening, but it's still nowhere near as much as like a standard, for example, where things change completely from a new set. Oh yeah, and it's just like now I have to figure out what I want to do with, you know, what with all these wild cards that I have on Arena or whatever. Sure. It's just like where it's also kind of contextual on how much the removal plays a part in the individual matchups as well, kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's 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 pretty. I don't know if I'm just getting too philosophical. I might. That's just, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, soapbox, mark it on your cards, bingo cards, folks. Soapboxing. That, that also has to be a center square. That has to be a split, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably free one. But yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. It's you know, I think the like you said, like I think it's a lot more under. It's a lot more forgivable for a three drop than like a seven drop, for example. Oh sure. Yeah, like you cast, uh, I don't know, Leviathan. People play Leviathan. Okay. I don't know, people playing Leviathan. I'm still on this. A little, little Ice Age reference there. I mean, I have this Time Spiral sheet up. I might as well get some use out of it. Pirate Ship. Uh-huh. There we go. Pirate Ship, five mana. People, Cube All Star Pirate Ship. You know, it's like for a five mana card that doesn't necessarily do anything when it comes into play and it dies. I mean, that's why it was like a meme for a while. The whole, like, this dies to Doomblade, this dies sure. to, like, fails the Jace test. It was kind of like with Abyssal Persecutor. I was going to say Prosecutor. Abyssal Persecutor. <laughs> we got Miles Edgeworth over here, you know. I just imagine like the, you know, uh, the, the Southern, you know, the typical Southern lawyer, but he's, you know, uh, demonic. Like, now you see here, sir. Oh, jeez. You know, yep. He's got like the little, like, uh, you know, like gray, go- gray goatee and the vest, you know, the seersucker suit with the vest. Uh, now you see, now you see here, sir, is uh, you cannot win this game. Yeah, if somebody doomblades your Leviathan, you probably are not winning that game ever. Yeah, it's, it's all, all rough. It's all rough. For several reasons. First reason is you're playing Leviathan. Right. But, Second reason is that it's you're you're in the future where Doomblade exists. To be fair, yeah. terror did exist. Yeah, I mean, I have terror to, existed. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, not, not too fair. Like, come on, come on, they stop getting you know got, getting a little anachronistic here. What about dark banishing? What about what about that? Ooh, that exists at the same time, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's maybe a year because no, I thought it was an ice age. Isn't it an ice age? I could have sworn yeah. dark banishing. Was an ice it was. Age. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Leviathan yes. was in the dark, so it was like with maybe a year ish or two. Okay. It's kind of like one of those things where like those things in the past are just like, man, how time oh, oh, now. It's yeah. different, man. It's, and that's the. <laughs> it's a that's the thing that's really neat about Cube to me is that we actually get to see cards from different eras. That's kind of always been one of the the big things for me is being able to do that and battle them against each other. However, you know the Leviathans, the Leviathans of the world, kind of yeah they, they go away after a while. I was about to say they are they probably are not. No man, I thought Leviathan cost eight man. It cost nine really. I mean, let's be honest. What's what's twelve point five percent more mana between friends? Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Just so many drawbacks on it. It's so bad. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Oh, hand over heart. Hand over hat off. Moment, moment of silence for uh, Leviathan. Yep. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I don't thanks, think we need to go right. anymore about that. So, Leviathan. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, though. Um, I think like cards like that, in, in terms of aggressive decks, tend to... I, I think that's the thing. is like They either provide... I think aggressive decks value efficiency a lot, and I think that's where... They want to end the game now. Like They just, mm-hmm. want, they just want you dead... And they want you dead ASAP, and the things that kind of snowball are really nice too for that. And I think this is kind of the part where it it's still somewhat of a blowout if you get your creature doombladed, but it's not as bad. Like it's still like okay, you should just kind of shrug, and you're like okay, that all right happens, sure, yeah, yeah, like whatever. My resplendent angel died. But, okay, yep. sure. My, my banalish marshal. Do you say banalish or do you say benalish? You know, I think when it first came out, I said Benalish, but now I think I say Benalish. I think I've okay. changed my pronunciation. I have no idea what I said. I'm trying to remember because Benalish Hero was in was in you know, OG. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I'm trying to remember how he pronounced it. I think I said Benalish first and then Benalish now. That sounds right, yeah. But I say Benalia. Yeah, I was about to say history of so Benalish. Yeah, Benalish, Benalish. I don't know. It's so weird, man. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to admit here and claim that I pronounce things consistently when it comes to proper nouns of things I didn't create. I, I was about <laughs> to say, man, it's it's all good. It's although I got to say, mispronunciation of magic card names is one of my favorite things. Oh, okay. Like, especially like doing it intentionally, or when people just do or, it, or, or just like you know, like when people you know, like say things, and you you like your 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 brain goes, wait, what? Like, you know, we uh like a, a wind rattle scarecrow. Oh yeah, yeah. Wing rattle. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, you win. You win when you cast it because the two two flyer. Right, and you it, it rattles. Look at the artwork. I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I don't know, but, man. Yeah, but things like that. I'm, I'm very amused by that, you know, it's, all the, the mispronunciations, little things like that. So, Dijin <laughs> is my, one of my... Ooh, right. It's like... Uh, <laughs> the Dijin of the bottle? You mean Oh, Jean? man. Mahamodi. Mahamodi Dijin. Well, of course, the one that you you hear uh, not only on, on on other podcasts but whatever is you know tithe versus teeth. I've heard that one what, what, quite teeth? a bit. Also, yeah, teeth. Yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. As what? opposed to tithe. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. What? Not, not joking. Teeth. Hmm. But to be fair, they don't say pulling tithe. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, tithe taker. I've heard teeth taker. Teeth taker? What is uh-huh. he a dentist? Which, by the way, is super creepy. Yes, yeah, so I thought it was teeth taker. Yes, taking teeth. That's so much. That's that's my next Halloween costume, by the way, is teeth taker. What about tooth collector? Be that guy. Ooh. That way you get home, you get to carry that little placard or whatever with all the teeth. Right. Hey. Oh, 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 so creepy. But oh. Yeah, that. Oh. Ooh, or you just like 
cast the card teeth. Yeah. And you like and search your search your search your backpack for like the necklace that you made <laughs> from your opponents that you vanquished. Oh, right. are they teeth of them mm-hmm. or okay? I thought we were going for like some like Dalsim effect from Street ooh, Fighter ooh. skulls or whatever. Okay, all right, I can see there. Well, the skulls have teeth in them sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That way you get a two for one. Two for one, so, like Blade Splice. Both of these cards are two for ones. Oh, you know? oh my god, we did it! We brought it back around. We did two for one. Did well, magic Magic players love them some two for ones. Double value, two for one. To that double value. Wow. Yep. Double range. You're well. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's you're welcome. I'm the one who did it. All I can say is you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. See, that's the appropriate response. There you go. You got. You got it all figured out. Confusion. <laughs> Just like the uh, from the throne of Eldraine when we had the, the camera on. Should I spoil that part or no? I'll I'll leave. I won't spoil it. Yeah, we. And you may have noticed this is episode seventy nine, and our last published one was seventy seven. We have seventy eight in the can. It's coming. It's in the can. But we wanted to. We know when we have such a. a, Again, we had an opportunity to to do something as exciting as preview some cards. Thank you to Wizards for the the free previews. Yeah, shout outs, shout outs to Wizards on that. Thank you for the hashtag free preview. Yeah, it's you know it's uh, it's it's great. It feels good to to be able to do this and, and have fun and talk about this with you. But there's another one coming. You guys will have to 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 wait for that. So at first uh, I thought you meant like another card. I'm like, whoa! I didn't know that no, was no. Temple. no, the thing I was just talking about, episode seventy eight. Come on now. Yeah, I, I was just like thinking like another preview. I was like, whoa, <laughs> triple. <laughs> whoa, it's double double. Toil and trouble. Oh, there we go. It's got to be in the next Innistrad set, I would, I would assume. I was gonna see if there's like a witch. Yeah, so like two on the nose. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, is it on ice cauldron with all those other words? Oh, uh, yeah. We call that a callback in the comedy world. Now that's assuming that what I said was comedy, which it's not. But such a thing would be called a callback. I was about to say, man, it works. It, it works. I was trying to see yeah. if I could find a white warlock because you're talking about witches. I know mm. there's the one like preacher, not preacher. Preacher, yeah, yeah preacher's the first thing I think of, which obviously is the complete opposite. There's actually witch hunter though, right? Yeah, witch hunter is the one I was thinking of because it was from the dark. They're both Correct. in the dark. And it also came back in. It was in Time Spiral. Yeah, I was saying that was a Time Spiral re- uh, sheet mm-hmm. reprint. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. What was that? I'm trying to figure out how to do this in Scryfall, and I can't because I don't know, man. You know, I'm just going to go to combodeck.net. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's my uh, plug. Well, there's I, I, there's Dread Warlock. That's a black creature. There's one white warlock, and it's the Esper one from Throne of Eldraine. So what's so what's witch hunter? Maybe that's a cleric. Yeah, I believe witch hunter is a cleric. Yeah, it's a human cleric. Huh. Okay. It was it was originally summon hunter. Yeah, he do hunt people. <laughs> that card and, then it, and then it became a human cleric after that. I remember playing against that card in limited. 
in Time Spiral. Oh, yeah. I mean, cards still... Like, you were like, oh, what's this stupid thing? And then, like, you play against it, and it's like, oh, no, this card's really annoying. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, like Royal Assassin, right? Like, that card's still way annoying, too. Like, try playing against that card sometime. Yeah, don't, you're like, you like, I'm going to attack with this thing. Yeah, like, my would, you, would you like to attack? Right. No, no. Unless okay. it's with Primaz. Oh. Oh. Would Royal Assassin be fine if it could only tap at sorcery speed? Like only... Uh, yeah, like you can only you only use this ability at when you could cast a sorcery or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it would still be good in limited, yes. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's just a free way to kill creatures. Now granted, you know, you, you've already gotten attacked or whatever, but yeah, heck yeah, that'd be just fine. I think so. Still too. play it in limited? Yeah, me too. Let's power hey. creep it. Let's power creep it. Make it two two with that touch. Right. Let's power creep and give it haste. <laughs> flash. Yeah. Oh, oh my lord. Give it flash. That would be. That would be beautiful. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah. oh, that, that old yeah. art. That old art too is another classic for me. Just like the oh, yeah. hiding in the shadows. Oh yeah, like uh, for sure. Uh, it's. It's one of those iconic artworks that when you're old and you start playing in that era that you see it and it creates some sort of feels. It's like, I feel that way too about like prodigal sorcerer. Yeah. You, you know, what's you know, what card does that for me, which is like a card that's awful. What's that? Stream of life. Oh yeah. With like waterfall or whatever is, does not have a waterfall in it. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. It's got, or like is a stream, that the it's got like a stream kind of like, it's got a lot of greens and blues by Mark mm-hmm. Poole. It it, okay. it just brings me back. I don't know. Good, good old imagine, imagine stream of life. Oh yeah, that's not. Yeah, I'm thinking of a different. I'm thinking of a different artwork or a different oh, okay. card that does something similar. Uh, I, was say, I think it was a Rebecca uh, Gay, Gay, yeah. Rebecca Gay uh, artwork that yep. was in like Mirage Block, Revitalizing Stream. Is that a card? Yeah. Uh. That sounds right. Or Vitalize or, or something. Like I don't know. I, I thought I had it. I could be wrong. I um, not not Revitalize, because I guess that was M10, yeah, whatever. Street, I don't know. Not Wandering Stream. Oh, whatever. Yeah, unimportant. Un, uncard. I don't know. What What is important is where people can find your articles, so you should tell them where to find your stuff. So I um, write cube articles for, for Cool Stuff, Inc., um, by the time this article or this uh this podcast comes out, my review of Ikoria would have come out a few days ago. So I guess it's not 100% fresh, but I mean, Ikoria came out months ago, so it may not be fresh anyway. But <laughs> I do, I do, it was kind of like when I did my Throne review, or even just like one of my recent sets. Kind of, I always felt like I really needed to be like super serious, and uh-huh. and it would always seem weird because like when we were doing these podcasts it would be like this where you know we're just like laughing it up and on the on like the articles i'd be like very stoic very like boring and now it's just like i don't know if it's just because that's just me you know i don't i'm just a goofy guy and that's so in the ikoria review guess how many cat pictures there are hmm uh 
Let's put. I'm going to put. I, if I had to pick it over under, I would put it right around four point five. I'm guessing right around five. You are correct, sir. Other five? Seriously? No, it's five. Exactly, I think. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep, good call. Wow. You know me wow. too well. So smart sometimes. We've been doing but like we've been doing this for like, like <laughs> ten years at this point. Oh my god, has it been ten years? Good lord. I, I think so. Like Wow. We probably did our Scars episode sometime in twenty ten. Wow. I don't remember when though. I remember when we first met at, at the SDG event and yep, the open in St. Louis that I top forward the legacy open. What's yeah, up? Goblins, good old goblins. The last time, one of the last times I had actual tournament success. Dude, <laughs> dude, my, my best success is hitting mythic in, in arena. Hey, like, that's way more recent than me. It's all good, man. I hit bronze one last season. What's up? Woo. <laughs> yeah. Crafty, uh, whatever deck, the cycling deck. You can be the villain. No, I'd rather die as a hero than live <laughs> as a villain or something. That's fair. That's I don't know if that's the same. At all, I don't know. I don't. It, it, it's, I would rather, sure. You know, it is now. That, that's the saying now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, we've been. Um, I do articles for cool stuff, and, and you know, like that the Aquaria one, as you'll probably see by the time this comes out, is a lot more. It's a lot more me. Like there's, you know, it's I kind of like write how I kind of talk, kind of more chill. But you know, if I need to get down to brass tacks and need to talk serious, then I'll do it. Well, and that's I, the other thing too is I think that uh, you don't get credit for is that as these things have developed, even though it's not you know fresh. Which by the way, as soon as you said fresh, like I had like five different songs. Go in my head of he's fresh, fresh. Oh, that one. I also had so fresh and so clean, clean. Um, oh, is I was that thinking, like, I was thinking Fresh Prince theme. Oh, interesting. Have you ever watched the uh, Fresh Prince where they run it through Google Translate all the way? No. And then sing it, and then translate it back to English and sing it. No. The only thing I I thought you were going to say like the extended theme mm. the intro, like when it's like slightly longer. Right, right, right. I'm just talking about. Yeah, I never watched. Uh, the other thing that I totally forgot that you said. <laughs> so when you said fresh, one thing that you have to keep in mind is that, you know, while when we were both writing uh, and doing a bunch of stuff is we tried to have that like set review on like release day or very close to it. Um, where now like you make it a point to put, Oh, dude, there's always a lot of testing now in your articles. So they're not so much like, Hey, we, th- I think these are good, but I haven't played them yet. And now you put a lot more, I think, in empirical data into your articles when you write them. So you can say, honestly, like, Hey, while there may still be some cards of like, I don't think this is good, but I haven't played it. There are a lot more instances of you saying, no, here's examples of decks that it was in. Here's something that, you know, this was my experience or, you know, my drafter's experience in playing with it. So I think that's something that while it's not as quote fresh, it's more quote useful because you've actually put some time into it. So I thought you were going to see some like well-rounded or something like, I thought it was going to be like a food thing, like fresh. I, I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate it though. It's, it's, it's been hard. It's been hard with Ikoria with 
COVID going on. It's been mm. like, uh, oh, you don't say difficult to uh, difficult to play face to face, huh? Yeah, yeah. Imagine turns that. Out, turns out it's kind of hard to because normally I would just test everything. Like I would seed. I think when War of the Spark came out, I think we we usually do like a draft marathon like once a month, and I think for the first draft we only had three people at, in the beginning, and then we had I think like. I was testing so much stuff it was like almost a third of those seeds in that th- in that one third, and I was like, okay, this is going to be War of the Spark. And then eventually, we another person joined up while we we're shuffling up, and then two more, which I was very surprised at because that doesn't usually happen. So it ended up getting more re- well rounded, and you know, it's just it's just harder to do. But you know, just because uh, just because of COVID, I think it's been harder. But I've still been able to get some reps with cards and, you know, just been able to cube online, like sure. on the, uh, the MTG brainstorming discord mm. plug for that. Good, good. So getting some more in there or, yeah. you know, they can, uh, they can find you on Twitter at, at respond the red. I wonder how many people get that. It's a reference to Sark and the men. Probably not. Well, I think now that your picture is no longer, uh, Sark and the mad, Oh yeah. Also, people might not know that that card exists because, again, hashtag old, right? Oh yeah. What's that? Card I just said is? hashtag. Oh god. I just said hashtag. Nice. Oh, no. Got him. Got him. Uh, Next thing you'll be saying, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm old f. Yes. Yes. We got him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we got him. We got him, fam. <laughs> hashtag. Uh, uh, hashtag. Uh, Twenty ten. Was when Rise of the Eldrazi came out with Sark and the Mad. Wow. Wow. So, it so was Eldrazi block and then uh, whatever Scars mirrored in 2.0, 2010, I think. Let's look up Sword of Body. So there were a Sword of Body in mind, and he sold me on Stoneforge Mystic. Oh, yes. Because I was like, yeah. oh man. Early adopter of Stoneforge Mystic. I remember seeing good times, like, 30 billion times and big bro Marshall Sutcliffe was like, dude, you gotta stop saying, <laughs> stop saying whatever. Good times, good times. Stop saying good times. What if I say Ooh. good times? Ooh. But, but you always said gold to- uh, uh, good times twice. Double the good times! Oh, that's, that's some plus two, plus two from your sword. Ooh. A two, two. With two protections. <gasps> Double yeah. the protections. A 2-2 two, two wolf and a milling top 10, which is divisible by two. Oh, my God. All the twos. And I think there's two moons. There's two suns in the art, right? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. Oh my because on some, ones, on some ones, I doodled a happy face and a sad face on, on one of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, on a sort of feast and famine, I think it was. That sounds right. I think that's right. Completely unrelated. People underrate Sword of War and Peace too much. Cards, cards solid. Play that. I think it's one of the. I think that's. I don't tend to play a lot of swords in my white aggro decks, but I'll play Sword of War and Peace. Uh, Sword of Sinew and Steel is. Speaking of I've liked that one a lot. I've liked. I've liked Truth and Justice. That's a. That's a solid one. I don't know, like, it feel, felt like Sinew and Steel... Dungeons and Dragons is a good one. That's a... <laughs> give me a dragon. 
<laughs> sword of. Which sword of vengeance was better? But it is not. <laughs> uh, no longer. No longer. No. Hey, speaking of two, you can find me on Twitter at Anthony42. Dude, I thought you were going to say like the at symbol is like shift and then two. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. You're blowing my mind right now. I know. So many see, twos. That's, see, that's why I would make a good pair. Oh, God. We're like a wild pair of podcasters. <laughs> we're pretty much an old married couple at this point. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's be honest. Also true. Yeah, remember uh, when we at Memphis, like, you know, I was like, you know, I think we were at a dealer's booth, like, hey, and it's just like, bands back together. <laughs> and then I uh, next time it'll be with Canes. Oh yeah, Raising Canes. Oh, uh, if only. Oh my God, I wish Raising Canes was here. Well, while I was in Texas, I made sure to eat some Raising Canes multiple times. Yeah, you got Bojangles though. Box combo. Yeah, it's true. We have uh, we have Bojangles here. Sorry, I gotta say, you know, right? Bojangles. It's not Bojangles. Bojangles. Huh. Because, you know, there was, like, Mr. Bojangles or whatever, but this is Bojangles because it's bow time. Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense. Bow time. Mm-hmm. I've, heard, I've heard amazing things about about Bojangles, but I've never been there because I'm never remotely in the area. Yeah, it's gas. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say in Gus's. It's, uh, it, it, it's lit F. It is definitely, it's definitely lit. It's definitely lit. <laughs> By the way, shout-outs to Drew. Uh, you know, shout out to everybody. Shout out to Drew, Zakiel, Fam and Discord, Twitter peeps, Chrono and Merlin. I was going to say, you're two cats. Yes. Probably cats. They are, they are pretty much a bonded pair. Man, they are, they are definitely a bonded pair. So, uh, they have soul bonds? Yeah, easily. They easily have soul bond. <laughs> I've never seen two cats get a, get along this well, or you know, just like love each other that much. It's it's so adorable. By the way, if you want to see a bunch of cat pictures, that's what I post on on Discord. Go to the lair of the the Icoria lair of Bohemoths. Well, ah, and you can get five pictures apparently. Wait, what? <laughs> what is Icoria? T- oh, wow! Come on, keep up, keep up. That's all I'm saying. But and they call the, him, the, and I'm the old one? Come on. But one of the pictures has two cats in it. Oh, so six cats total. Uh, yeah, wow. Ooh, six gatos. Got him. Got him. Very cool. And uh, I was trying to think if there's any other place we can that you can be hit up at. <laughs> so you can find some of my writings. Of course, we have the uh, your uh, blog website, the I'd Rather Be Cubing. Um, oh, and I changed it. It's the Third Power Podcast. Oh, right, the Third Power Podcast. You can always reach us. There's also a uh, Third Power Twitter account as well. I need to log into it because I yes, never because I'm the only one <laughs> into it. Uh, so you can find us there. But honestly, you know, uh, at Usman the Red, at Anthony Forty Two. Uh, I'm pretty much Anthony Forty Two everywhere, including said discords. Find us. Talk about yeah. Cube. It's great. Awesome. Cube is great. I don't know if I have anything else to say here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just you know, it's these are weird times, man. These are weird times. Gotta be excellent to each other, you know. Bill and Ted, two people. Oh God, 
What about George? What about George Carlin? Mm. Three. Rip. Yeah, he's a good dude. Mm. So don't. So I'm sure you have at least one more thing to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think I do. Rock over London, on Chicago. Two rares, two foils, two powerful. Double Masters. Thank you again for the free preview, Wizards. This was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys had some fun with us. Yeah. And we'll see you all very soon with some Throne of Eldraine action. Yeah. And go some Elaine Yeah, we're we'll going back in time to win the Gotta go back in time. Gotta go back in time.